Hello, this is Erin, and we are doing a little bit different podcast today. Joe and I really have a heart for leaders in the homeschool community. Um, that's kind of where we we got our start um, volunteering with our local homeschool group, and that evolved into from planning field trips and activities to being the leader of the homeschool group uh, that had about 300 members at the time, then moved on to volunteering with our state organization. So, you know, now we've got our business, Show Me Homeschool, and coaching other homeschool parents. Um, But one of the big things on our heart is helping other leaders just to encourage them and talk through some of the pain points we've had in leadership and the things that we've struggled with and the things that we've found that have worked for us when we were struggling So today we've got a guest, um, Danny Dent Breen. She has been on an episode all about school choice. I hope you've listened to that. Um, And so Danny and I are just going to have a little bit of a conversation today, hitting on some of the things that we've encountered as leaders in the homeschool community. And uh, just hopefully it will be a, a time of encouragement and conversation that you will have the sparked a renewed interest in what you're doing to help your community or just, wow, yeah, that's that's me. That's happened to me. Um, so I hope you enjoy. I'm Erin. And I'm Joe. We're the hosts of the Show Me Homeschool podcast, where we guide parents through the wilderness of home education. Each weekly episode will focus on supporting and encouraging homeschool moms and dads through conversational interviews with like-minded Christian leaders in the homeschool community. In our experience, we've seen the lack of resources and support available for homeschool dads. So we want to address that by covering relevant topics concerning husbands and fathers as they lead their families through this lifestyle of home education. We understand the need for creating connections and building authentic relationships to sustain a healthy homeschool environment for yourself and your children. Our goal is not to show you how to replicate our homeschool, but to show you how you can create a home learning lifestyle that is sustainable for your family. Show Me Homeschool is here to come alongside you. Without further ado, Danny, hello. Hi, how are you? Doing well. I always love talking to Danny. She's one of my BFFs, and we have had a lot of experience, not just homeschooling, but volunteering together. You know, it's just uh, both of us have home uh, homeschooled for 12 years, and we've been around the block a little bit. So, Danny, do you want to talk a little bit about how um, involved you are with the homeschool community? I just kind of oh. shared a little bit of my history, but... <laughs> sure. So, um, I've been homeschooling for 12 years. In that time, um, you know, in the beginning, I was just getting my feet wet and trying not to uh, freak out too much at this undertaking. <laughs> and um, I found a fantastic community of moms who had more experience, had been down that road and who could help guide me through those early years. And honestly, I didn't have the bandwidth when uh, my kids were small and we were in the minutia of trying to learn how to homeschool. I didn't have the bandwidth like to plan a field trip or to plan a park date. I just, I just didn't have it. I, I was still working part-time at the time, and it was just about all I could do. I had a puppy. That was stupid. Um, <laughs> I had a lot going on. And um, I was so thankful to find that community. And then as my kids grew and got older, those 
intentional meetups became so important to me and the support I had, even, even when my nurse husband was working in night shift and my kids were too young for me to leave them home alone and I couldn't make it to some of the monthly meetings and things, boy, the, the support that I had found in this community was so important to me. So yeah, over time, I just got more involved, more interested in supporting the homeschool community at large, not just those in our own support group, but um, across the across the region. And I did get involved with the state organization for a while and um, worked on building up the um, the community in Kansas City. I um, I feel like that was a great time. I got to know a lot of people from around the city. Began to see that maybe I knew a thing or two you know, had learned a thing or two with my experience in homeschooling and and could help those moms who were just starting now, you know, not freak out, figure out how to get their kids out of public school, figure out how do I even start to narrow down curriculum choices? How do I even choose from these hundreds of homeschool co-ops around the city? And how do I know what to do? And what do I do about high school? You know, I started to get more confident that I actually, I actually had something to offer to other people in the community. And so I just kind of got involved that way. And then coming up in January, I guess, will be the uh, one-year anniversary from when I um, became the president of Kansas City Homeschool Connection. And we have been working on building that organization. We The organization existed before I took over under a different name and kind of a similar similar mission statement, yes, but we sort of made the decision post-COVID to expand what we were doing Mm -hmm. and reach the larger Kansas City metro area and reach out to older kids, teens, um, really return back to our roots of being a support group, first of all, before we were a field trip group or anything like that, and Mm -hmm. really focusing on empowering the moms. That's really where my heart is, is empowering the moms and dads in trusting themselves, trusting that that God will lead them to the right decisions for their kids. And we don't have to necessarily fret over every curriculum mm-hmm. choice, every lesson plan, every everything that that um, God has given them, everything they need to homeschool their kids. So I think that's kind of how I fell into this role, you know? Yeah, who knows what's next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so having that role outside of just being a homeschool mom, and I don't say just being a homeschool mom, but... There's a, a big difference in your time availability and the things and how you structure your homeschool day when you are reaching outside of your four walls into other people's homes and saying, hey, I want to encourage you, you know, we're going to go on these field trips together or you, maybe you're leading a co-op. I've done that before where I was part of a handful of families that started a co-op together. It, it's interesting because so many of us homeschool moms are fiercely independent. We you know, don't trust the government. We have idealistic goals for our family. We have high standards and expectations for our own family and what we're doing um, with homeschooling because we believe in the power of it so much um, and how it can impact generations. And mm-hmm. so when we reach beyond our walls to start helping, we are heavily emotionally invested in the outcome of that. So when things go bad, like you have to let someone go from your co-op or you have to have a hard conversation with another parent because they didn't pay on time for the field trip or, you know, whatever it could be. How have you found that you work through those 
times of crisis when you're leading? Wow, jump right to my pain point first. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, those, are, <laughs> those are definitely difficult times because also, you know, generally speaking, those people we're talking about, they're not customers. These are my friends, you know? And so that has on occasion, something like that has come up. And it's something I'm still working on, learning to be able to be direct and kind at the same time. And remembering, I guess, you know, remembering that if you have to have that hard conversation with someone, it's not just because, you know, they ticked me off. It's because it's for the good of the organization, the good of the group or whatever. So, you know, we're all learning together. I think we proceed with a whole lot of grace and also try really hard to make our expectations clear from the start, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. So when you are in a leadership position and, you know, how do you establish boundaries with your friends when it isn't just a friendship situation? It is you owe money for a field trip or I have to hold you accountable for not showing up or you committed to being an assistant teacher in this co-op that we're running and you flaked out on us. How do you go about that? Again, I say we have to, we have to proceed carefully. We proceed with grace, understanding that all of us, all of us have complicated lives. We have a lot going on. You know, we're all trying to manage our school, our marriages. We're probably most of us volunteering at our church and we are taking care of our mom or where, you know, there's a million things that we're doing besides the co-op. So I try to, I try to always bear that in mind, but I always also, yeah, you know, you, you have to be super clear that we're operating, you know, especially say, say if you're operating a co-op, you're operating in a covenant relationship. We're expecting this from each other. I want to give you what you're expecting and I need you to give me what I'm expecting as well. And sometimes it's okay to let that go. I've been in co-ops that didn't work out. You know, we just didn't, we just didn't connect. Um, my kids didn't connect with the other kids there or I didn't connect with the parents there or maybe the expectations placed on me as mm-hmm. a teacher were more than I was willing to do, <laughs> you know, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that can happen. Maybe it just doesn't meet your educational philosophy, you know? So there was a situation several years back where my kids and I were involved in a certain um, group and there were personality clashes and there were just, I think, kind of some philosophical differences, which are okay. They're okay. They're just different. Especially when my kids were young, I was super loosey-goosey with, you know, (laughs) we just followed their delights and let that kind of direct our homeschool in a lot of ways. Not everyone is cut out for that kind of crazy and I don't blame them. So it was causing tears for my kids the night before the co-op. It was causing tears for me the night before the co-op. And my husband, bless him, was, you know, kind and reminded me, you know, you have to keep your focus first on where, what God's called us to do. You know, there's a reason that we're homeschooling our kids so we can give them the best opportunities for them. If this mm-hmm. is not working, then it's okay. Let it go. Not everything, you know, it's not a failure. You tried it and it didn't work. So um, I think that, that um, yeah, it's really important to have someone who is kind of the uninvolved third party who you can, mm-hmm. you know, talk things through once in a while. I need to once, I need to once in a while say, okay, is this me or is this, you know, 
something I need to address or. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. think hearing what you're saying, and I love your husband's advice of, and that's my husband's advice as well, is our primary role is homeschooling our children. So if we're yes. volunteering and that's making our homeschool suffer, if we are leading a co-op or volunteering at a co-op or leading a support group or whatever way that we are serving the community, if the community is being prioritized over our homeschool, there's no way that's ever going to feel right. That's that's going to stress us out. Those are things that are going to, you know, our priorities are not in the right place. And the only way that that can be rectified is by properly prioritizing our homeschools and our family's needs above those other things. But like you said, it gets tricky when, yeah, I signed up for this one year long commitment to lead this co-op and I can't flake out. I'm the leader. You know, I can't just quit um, outside of very extraneous circumstances. So trying to find ways to uphold the commitment in a way that is not detrimental to your family can be really challenging. And I would say in those situations, you know, I've also been in situations where I haven't, I haven't left a co-op that I've been leading because I've not led one per se. I've helped start them and been a part of the organization as it's gone on. But um, I'm a huge fan before you sign up for a co-op to do a discovery day and tour and see how a day goes and the workload and the expectations mm-hmm. on the children in the classroom before you say, yeah, I'm going to sign up for this. Because if you don't have that experience and you show up that day and you've committed um, to a year being there, that could be the worst year of your homeschool. Yeah. So I'm also a fan too in those situations of, especially if you are leading in other ways, your co-op can actually be a detriment to your homeschool. I'm a fan of signing up for like a four-week session, a six-week session, a semester at a time, not committing your family for a whole year, especially if you've come off either a really rough year, you're dealing with grief or loss or whatever could be going on in your marriage or in your extended family. So what other advice would you have parents as kind of a last thing before we wrap up? Um, If you are a homeschool mom in leadership, What is one piece of encouragement that you would give before we go? I'll say one of the things that I have been working really hard at, and I'm having some success. I feel feel like there's still still areas I could grow in this. But one thing that I'm trying really hard to do is prioritize my home and my family first. And that's that's difficult to do because when, um, because I run a support group, I get a lot of frantic text messages, emails, phone calls, you know, and believe it or not, most of those are not true emergencies, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it feels like it to the mom who thinks I can't, I'm going to put my kid in public school tomorrow because I can't do this another day. Okay. I'm trying to learn to be discerning with what needs my immediate attention and what I can politely, but firmly put off until another day. But one thing I'm doing as a homeschool leader is setting aside um, one morning every month where I am holding open office hours and I go to a coffee shop and I'm there to answer your questions, look over your records, talk to you about curriculum, talk to you about whatever it is, whatever it is that you were going to text me about, you know, I'm trying to learn to (laughs) redirect those conversations back to say, 
why don't you come and have coffee with me? I'll be at the coffee shop next Monday morning. That has been really good for my family to know that I'm not always, you know, on my phone while we're eating dinner, answering mm-hmm. somebody's questions. You know, also I'm taking Sundays off. I just try, try not to look at those email notifications, mm-hmm. try not to answer those text messages. It really can wait until tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I could get better at that. So I could, <laughs> I could use encouragement there. <laughs> yeah. Those are great steps to take. I mean, essentially you're setting a time boundary. You are not on call as a homeschool leader. And I think that that's something that we think, like you said, everything's emergent and it's not, it's just urgent and emergent to someone else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you do have to set those boundaries. I know my husband doesn't appreciate that either. I've been guilty of that because I haven't always had good boundaries when it comes to helping other moms or families with homeschool. And especially now having a business where that's what we're doing, we're making ourselves mm-hmm. more available um, balancing that time where these are work hours for my homeschool and these are work hours for my my job and you know anything else I'm doing over and above that has to fit in those places that are those little pockets of time when it, it benefits my family as well. I would encourage moms who, even if you're not in a leadership position in your co-op or you feel like you know you're just starting out, that advice for boundaries, let that settle into you. And um, one thing that I did when I first started homeschooling um, was I set firm hours with my family. And I said, these are these are the hours that we're going to be doing school. And so please don't come knock on my door. Please don't text me or call me because it will interrupt us and I need to be present with my kids. You know, setting that boundary up front was huge for us. You know, even now my kids, my kids are teenagers and they work at their own pace in their rooms. But my mom is so conditioned now that when she sends a text to me during the week, she'll say, are you doing school or can you talk? (laughs) But I think that, I think that that is so helpful to um, not, don't be afraid to legitimize what you're doing at home. Mm -hmm. It is a job, you know, um, it's the most important job. So don't be afraid to legitimize that with your family, with your um, friends, you know, and say, this is the time I really need for my kids. Right. Yeah. That's lovely advice. I love that, Danny. Thanks again for being a guest on the Show Me Homeschool podcast. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. So if you have any questions or would like to reach out to Joe or I, you can do that by emailing us at info at showmehomeschool.com. This episode was sponsored by Podcast with Faith, our favorite Christian podcast production company. For more information, visit them at www.podcastwithfaith.com. To learn more about booking one-on-one or group homeschool coaching sessions with us, upcoming events, see our speaking schedule, or to get access to more resources, be sure to check out our website, www.showmehomeschool.com and sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can also follow us on Instagram at show.me.homeschool, on Pinterest at showmehomeschool, or email us at info at showmehomeschool.com.